When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. Friends and put them all in one. You get what I'm saying? 
And uh, right. it uh, yeah, it all came together, man, to this this classic. Like I'm telling you, if y'all just get a copy, y'all can. I promise you, it's a it's, it's a real page turner. Um, it speaks on overcoming adversities as a youth, as a young black male growing up in the South. It speaks on uh, overcoming your negative peers, your negative influences, uh, manipulation from elders. It speaks on all that, but m- most of all, it's um, it's a story of redemption, finding yourself, finding your gift, right. and uh, that's what that's how I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. So. Awesome, you know. awesome. So, I mean, like, what uh, what inspired you to start this book? Like, what happened that made you say, man, you know, I need to write a book about this. Like, I need to put this out there to the world. Okay, well, to be honest with you, like, I have a story, and nobody's probably ever been through this. Like I said, uh, well, I didn't say. I actually got in a lot of trouble growing up being incarcerated, in and out of juvenile detention centers, uh, boot camps. And as I got older, I hit the big house. You get what I'm saying? And um, I went in there, man. I I started praying and uh, really praying for, you know, change. And I wanted to motivate others. So, And I already started writing poetry while I was incarcerated. And um, and you will find find poetry all throughout the book from the main character. But... um, I just wanted to, you know, break it down in the sense where it would be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I want to entertain people while while I talk to them these life lessons. Like I said, the book is full of comedy, drama, romance, and it's also very noteworthy. And uh, it just took me going through these life experiences. Like I just, I just want to tell people, you know, how to overcome the situations I've been through. Like if you read the book, you'll see them. Uh, I've been through gang of being affiliated with gangs, uh, selling drugs. I'm actually right now, be honest with you, I'm out on a $50,000 bond right now. I actually got out on bond from uh, a trafficking case and wrote my book. I wrote my book and got it published. Yeah, all all out while I was out on bond. And uh, it's actually on the Steve Harvey next month. Yeah. I mean, it's it's God, though. God do everything for a reason. He do everything for a reason. Yeah, sometimes you have to go through some things, you know, to see your way. And, um, you know, in your book, you know, you brought out some issues, you know, uh, with your the, with the character, Trey McKenzie. Um, when you think about uh, kids today that were born in the 90s, you know, you relate. You know, what do you think some of those, the main issues that they're facing? Like, what are some of the main things they're going through, you believe? Oh, the main thing, like, in the story, like, you're running to um, uh, dealing with uh, racism. We still dealing with racism, even coming from the 90s, even being in the, you know what I'm saying? We deal with racist cops, police brutality. Uh, We deal with uh, negative peers. Like, like I said, negative peers is the main main thing that I wanted to overcome because I had a lot of friends around me telling me that, man, you tripping, man, you from the streets. You a street, you a street nigga, this and that. You a street that. Like, nah, man, you can't be doing all that, man. You know what I'm saying? And, like, really just putting me down. And it speaks on that. And then, like, how to overcome that. Like, I used to have to, I used to kind of feel bad for writing poetry. So I would tell my friends, hey, man, I'm finna go uh, get up with Veronica. I'm finna go get up with Sarah, Blige, Blige. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna go get up with a chick. So really, I was going to the library. 
writing poetry and reading, studying. So, you know, we shouldn't have to feel ashamed. And I feel like a lot of 90s babies growing up, especially these late 90 babies, 98, 99, they feel ashamed of getting an education. It's crazy, man. It's so backwards. Like, they feel ashamed of being articulate. And I, yeah, I feel like now, yeah. you shouldn't let nobody keep you down. That's why I can say, you know, don't, don't let nobody keep you down. If if you have people around you that are keeping you down on a constant basis, want to talk down to you, tell you, you you're not going to be this, you're not going to be that, you need to alleviate that person from your life immediately. immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you should never be ashamed to be yourself. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us are still trying to find out, you know, why, you know, uh, a lot of our youth seem to be most, so misguided. Um, I mean, do you feel like the images that they're seeing in the media and what they're hearing in the music lyrics are um, a little bit of the re- is probably some of the key factors behind why a lot of our teens are misguided and you know. Yeah, you're right. Like we, like you said, talking on, speaking on misguidance. Okay, you got um, we grew up in the black community. We look down on being a police officer. I mean, I'm personally, I'm a convicted felon, but and I don't like a lot of police. But it's crazy because a policeman is actually somebody who helped change my life in a way by coming and arresting me, making me sit down. He gave me time to sit down and think. You know, so I, I give him a big a big responsibility for my success, my up-and-coming success, rather I say. Yeah. And um, we sit down and look down on the fact, like, we, we make it like, it's almost like a scene. When you're from the hood, it's almost like a scene to become a police. We're like, oh, man, you're Uncle Tom. Yeah, but guess what? And I realize as I get more mature and I get wiser, somebody got to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it would be crazy right. out here. Like, we didn't have police. Like, we, we shouldn't look down on that because you got some cool polices out here. And right. that goes back to, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, you do need protection. You do need law and order to have a stable a stable society. And I realize that as I get older. And, um, like, we look down on just becoming, you know, different things. Firemen. Like, we don't, we, don't, we don't teach our young black men to become these things. Firemen, become doctors. We say, oh, man, you got to dribble a ball or you can be a rapper. That's not all you got to do. Right. There's so much out here. Just start studying great people. Like, it's so many great people that you don't know about that is of color. And I start right. looking up to that. Like, right. I'm not going to settle for this. Oh, I ain't got to be a drug dealer. Like, I was taught, I was manipulated as a kid. The only way a black man can get ahead in society is if he has something on the side, you know, which consisted of selling drugs. And, that, and that's sad, man, for a, a grown man to tell a child that. That's sad. We got to get better, y'all. Right. We got to get better. We definitely do. Um, what um, you know, lessons that you've experienced? What what life lessons have you been through that? Um, well, let me rephrase that. Let me say, what have the lessons of life taught you? Just the stuff that you've been through. I mean, and you've been through a lot. I mean, at at such a young age, because you're still very young. What have the lessons of life taught you? Um, the lesson of life. One lesson of life, okay, and it comes from being incarcerated. I learned the most I've ever learned being behind the walls. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm only 23, but um, patience. Patience is a major key 
to a success. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, success ain't necessarily got to be, you know what I'm saying, making a million dollars. It can be, oh, I'm waiting to get out, or I'm waiting for my um, my bills to get paid, or whatever. I'm waiting for my car to get fixed. Because when you sit in, um, how can I say, you, you, when you when you when you're impatient, you sit in. You know what I'm saying? You 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 you're you're thinking radical, like you can't think straight, none of that. You're not sitting straight, you're not focusing when you're impatient. But when you're patient, you're you're better at focusing. And that's what I learned. Patience is the biggest thing I've learned from being incarcerated. And another life lesson, common courtesy. Treating people with respect will get you further than oh, you yes. know what I'm saying, oh, yes. all day. All day. Like one thing, one thing I wanted to point out, like you know, with our young communities, black communities, we always feel like we gotta mug each other. What you mugging people for? Why are you doing it, man? I'm smiling. You see me? I got a smile on my face. Yeah, well, you gotta mug. Why? Why am I mugging you? Now I'm gonna treat you with respect. Hey, how you doing? Like they feel like it's bad to be friendly. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. We feel like it's bad to be friendly. Like, why would you not be friendly? Look at the white folks. They all pretty much friendly with each other. And guess what? They stick behind right. each other, too. So right. we got to be right. the same way. Yeah, we need a lot more of that. Um, it's, it's so crazy and, and that you're bringing that up because that's the truth. I mean, we don't have enough support in our communities. Uh, a lot of the young people, it's so much crime um, hitting the news. Uh, here in the city of Mobile, and it's uh, happening amongst the youth, you know, and and you don't have to walk around angry all the time. You don't have to walk around being negative. I, I don't know where the trend came for it to be cool to 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 run around trying to be bad and trying to shoot someone or trying to prove a point. You know, really, you just have to just be yourself. And uplift one another, you know, and support each other. Yes. You know, so much talent yes. here, and in the city, you know, it, with you, with your book, you know, I had to grab it. I had to support it because, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing positive things, and I support positivity uh, over anything else, you know. And that's what it's all about, you know. That's that's the key to it all, you know, supporting positivity and stepping away from all the negative stuff. You know, we got to get away from all of that, you know. And I'm really uh, proud yeah. of you for what you've been through to have actually sat down and, and got the mindset like, I want to put this information into a, a book and get this out there so people can understand and relate um, to your character, Trey McKenzie, um, that has similar issues to what you went through um, dealing with peer pressure and, and so forth and growing up in a rough environment and finding your purpose in life. Like I'm so proud of you because so many people, uh, so many people go down that road and they never come back or they get out and they go right back to doing the same thing. But I'm very, very proud of you that that's not what Corey D. Wallace is doing. That's amazing. Cordy, um, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people see me, they, they think they they tell me like, man, you changed. I'll be like, yeah, just like DJ Khaled say, yeah, I changed a lot, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it, it ain't that bad. I don't, I'm not finna, I'm not finna keep hanging around the same people. I didn't get a lot of stuff like all that. I'm a nineties baby. That's why I wrote the book nineties baby because everybody know, man, these nineties babies out here wilding. So every time somebody see me, like, in the city, they're like, what's up, 90, baby? You know what I'm saying? It's becoming a trend out here. And I'm going to touch the world with this. 
So these people out here that, that y'all can get on the train now, or y'all can get on it later, but that train gonna keep that train gonna keep rolling. That bus gonna keep rolling. Believe that, cause it's ninety, baby man. I feel like the world need to hear this. You need to see what we go through. Y'all gonna see why these these boys are so crazy. We feel like we gotta have a gun everywhere we go. And the way, if you're interested, I can tell you how I actually came up with the name, uh, Miss Starchy Davis. Yes, I wanna know I can, that. <laughs> and this is actually in the book too. But this was this was real. Like this was one of the the things out the book. I can be honest with you about. Like yeah, this really happened. When no no spiced up none of that. This really happened. Stuff as a youth. And I went to Strickland Youth Center in Mobile, Alabama. I was about sixteen. We got uh, caught up with some guns or whatever. And I was sitting there with another boy. And an old man, he was an old black man. He could have been like maybe 65 years old. And he asked me, he said, why y'all young black men feel like y'all got to carry a gun everywhere y'all go? Why y'all out here shooting each other up? He said, only if you knew what we had to go through just so y'all could eat at the same table as a white boy. So y'all can drink out the same water phone. He said, our folks got beat. Dogs sit on them right there in Birmingham for y'all. He said, and y'all sitting out here just spitting in our face. Y'all killing each other after we fought so hard to keep the white man from killing y'all, hanging y'all from trees. And he, wow. and he really said that. Yeah, and, it, and that's real. So I was like, I hit him. I was like, look, sir. I can tell you like this. I understand what you're saying, but I hit him with reality from our end. I said, sir, you're right. It, w- it was messed up. I said, but sir, when you got so many negative people around you and people like, all these people know it's violence now. So if I beat a guy up now, back in the day, if you beat somebody up, me, I have a fight. Y'all can get up and shake hands. And, oh, okay, you know, I lost. I took my loss, whatever. I'm going to fight you again when I see you. I said, no, not these 90 babies. I said, 90 babies, we're going to shoot you first. Because we already know when we beat you up, you're going to go get a gun because you lost. So we're going to go and kill you. And I told him straight up, that's how it is. And he like, he almost shed a tear. He said, man, that is, he told me straight up, that is sad, man. That ain't, he was like, that ain't no way to live. Y'all got to get it together. Because you don't see these white boys out here killing each other like that, putting putting each other on T-shirts. You don't see these white boys out here having war with each other in the street over colors, over neighborhoods, do you? You don't see none of that. You just see it with us. That's sad, man. We got to get the right, and that's what I speak on in my book, man. Like I'm, I, I, I got a power movement going on, and I ain't stopping. You gonna see me everywhere, everywhere you go. You gonna see Nandis, baby. So y'all get used to me. Believe that. All right, and that's what's up, man. <laughs> like all of that positivity. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. Corey, uh, oh my God, man, your story, your story, what you've been through, ah, man, you're going to really touch the heart of hearts of a lot of people and hopefully can help, you know, change the mindsets of some of these, these 90s babies, man. Um, real quick, can you tell listeners where they can purchase your book and also how to keep up with you on social media for those who may not be within reach? how they can reach you to get a copy of your book. Okay. Well, actually, you can get a copy of my book from my website, my personal website, which is www.coreydwallace.com. That's C-O-R-E-Y-D-Wallace.com. Trust me, it's a $20 worth well spent. You will not be disappointed. You will, Trust me, you'll be hungry for more. 
never do a moment. Um, my Instagram is Corey underscore D underscore Wallace. My Facebook is Corey D Wallace. Everything is my name. <laughs> so, uh, man, y'all just contact me. Contact me. Let me know what you think. If you want to get you a copy, like I said, my website is www.coreydwallace.com. That's pretty much it, Miss that's awesome. I, I, I want everyone that's listening, that's tuning in, no matter where you are, make sure you go get a copy of 90s Baby. I mean, really, really support this movement. Um, really appreciate you, author Corey D. Wallace, um, for being on the show tonight. Like, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, again, everybody, be sure to go get your copy of 90s Baby. It's available. Now, if you're in the city of Mobile, get up with him. Make sure you get a copy of your book. It's very, very well worth your money. And, I mean, you can tell them start them 100 cents up, cents here, you know. Let them know I told you to come get the copy, you know. Uh, be sure uh, to get a copy. I mean, like, you don't have a lot of uh, you're doing something positive. And, um, Corey, you're doing just that. So we want everyone to get a copy of your book. And um, read it. This isn't just any old kind of book. This book has a lot of positive information in there that a lot of people can relate to. You don't even have to be born in the 90s to relate to what he's talking about in the book. Everybody deals with peer pressure. Everybody deals with trying to find themselves. And, again, um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Corey. Um, Looking forward to more from you. Looking forward to more from you. So thank you again for... um, tuning into the show tonight and you have a wonderful evening thank you so much thank you so much god bless y'all all out there thank you for tuning in thank you
already know.
Now she been down for a minute But I ain't trying to catch feelings, no Seems like she caught me off guard Try to hold back, but it's so Huh? 
I think you made the mistake of calling me a star, reality TV star, huh? You are so nice. You are so kind. Oh, you are a star. You are a star. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely there. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm having a blast. It's, it's nice out here in Los Angeles. I'm in L.A. Where are you at? Where are you guys located? Oh, man. Down here in Alabama, the the south and, and what we were joking <laughs> called L.A., the lo- lower Alabama. <laughs> oh, is that right? That's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're down here. Um, man, I know the weather is nice there. It's really hot here. <laughs> it's pretty humid. Oh, oh man. Very oh, cool. Man, Thank you for um, being on the show with us tonight. Um, oh, man, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, So real quick, like, what led you to doing the show, uh, Bachelorette? What, what led you to doing that show? You know, funny enough, um, I kind of grew up in reality TV. My stepmom uh, was Mary Ellis Butem. She kind of created the real world and road rules and those shows on MTV. You might remember those. So I, I kind of always had an idea and knew that I didn't want to do reality TV. Uh, I, kind of, I knew I didn't want to be, you know, an actor or a person of talent necessarily. And uh, and then so it was always out of my mind. And they approached me when I was kind of the you know the end of my six year relationship, and I and I told them no, I couldn't do the show. And then they approached me again at a fitness expo, and uh, you know, as actually I was in an arm wrestling competition. It's a crazy story behind that. Um, and they approached me, and, and I just said, you know what, I'll take a meeting with you guys. And their casting team is, you know, they're a bunch of nice ladies over there, and they convinced me. And I said, you know what, I'll give it a shot. You know, I promised my mom I, I would try to meet a woman and, and move on, and, and uh, she's ready for some grandchildren. So that's what ended up happening. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, um, wow. So, like, what was um, life like for you growing up? You know, like, what, what was that experience like for you? Well, it was different. So my, I was a single, so my mom was a single mom. So my actual mom, mom, single mom, she had my two little brothers, which are twins, and then my older sister. Once my little brothers came around, I moved around a lot. So I was raised by a village, you know, all throughout Florida, um, you know, Polk County in Florida, kind of out in the, you know, in the boonies a little bit uh, with chickens in my grandma's house and living with my aunts and uncles out there in Florida. And I moved around a lot. And then finally, you know, my dad joined my dad finally jumped back in my life when I was a teenager and that's when things kind of changed for me and I got exposed to a different lifestyle. Okay. Wow. I know, um, you kind of, you grew up, you know, being, uh, you know, cause you're biracial, right? And, um, I know that brought a lot of issues for you. What are some things that you encountered with that? Yeah, sure. So my dad being white, mom being black, you know, it was definitely an accident. And my dad's father, uh, he was racist. So I, my my white side wow. of my family didn't even, yeah, they didn't even know I existed, my white side of my family, until I was a teenager. So that was interesting. Um, fortunately, though, I'll, I'll say my mom did a good job of, you know, smothering me with love in my family. So I, I didn't really, wasn't fully aware of that void um, until later on realizing it and kind of figuring out what went wrong and what happened with that. Wow. Man. Um, oh, uh, what was um, it like being one of the few um, black contestants on the show? It's interesting. You definitely struggle to really feel like you can uh, relate to, you know, 
um, the process in a sense because you get all the production team is, is everybody's white and everybody's actually Jewish to be honest. So it's wow. a completely so when you got those people running the show and dictating the the vibe and and the kind of the flow of things and the environment and even the questioning. Um, it's just interesting. I don't know. It's different. You know, it wasn't the most comfortable situation for me. Uh, it was a little I tough. Can yeah, I can imagine. Oh man, that's that's crazy. Um, do you think that that played a factor in your time spent on the show? No, I don't. I don't think that played a, honestly played a factor. It'd be nice to say that, but I don't think so. I, I just think that she didn't like me enough. I think JoJo just didn't like me enough. But you know, when you when you think about that, like it's kind of like an interesting cycle with that show. If you sit there and you cast people who like like white guys, a bunch of white guys, and you that you the women who like those particular type of men, and then you cast that woman, she pick what who does she end up picking, or who ends up making it to the final four or six, another white dude, and then and then who do they right. pick the bachelor, from? they pick it from those final six guys, and it becomes this vicious cycle of rinse and repeat. Um, that keeps going on, but yeah, I, I think for me, I just was in a position where, you know, I was with, uh, you know, JoJo just, you know, maybe, maybe it was just me. Maybe I just wasn't what she was looking for, and and maybe it wasn't about race. I don't know, but yeah, I just don't, I don't think she liked me, to put it simply. Oh, uh, and how could she not like you? I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, oh please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Your uh, since your experience on that show, I mean, do you feel like it brought out maybe a new side of you? You mean like personally after the fact? Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I, I think it's like it's one of those crazy things where, you know, everybody talks about growth and they figure out a new side of themselves. And I always used to think that was like bullshit hearing that. But what really was trying for me was being exposed on this public level and, and being kind of open to criticism. And, you know, I'm a normal guy, I'm a normal guy who had a corporate job, corporate nine to five sales job. And then all of a sudden you're put on you know, a show where 10 million people are watching it and articles are being written about you over the way you look, over the, over a way you answered three questions in your bio and, you know, like skim through in a sense. And it's just kind of mind blowing, you know, like dealing with that kind of pressure and the comments and social media. Um, it's really a testing, trying experience. Man. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely understand like that. Uh, that's crazy. What did your family or, you know, your friends think about you doing the show? You know, family, everybody was always very supportive. Um, and friends, they love it. You know, like everybody, it's fun. Everybody likes knowing somebody um, who's been on the show and, you know, friends of friends. So that, that's what really is exciting and fun about it is the joy that you can bring people who are fans of the show from telling them about the experience and, you know, or taking a photo or just being, just having a conversation with somebody. It's, and I don't know, it's interesting, like being on the other side and that's been fun for me. Okay. Okay. Would you do a, another show uh, similar to The Bachelorette? Sure. If the timing's right, it just depends on timing. To do a show not too long ago uh, that could, that I'd be filming, but I just couldn't get away from my business. Um, I'm running this eSports media company called Gigi Studios and we're going public and it's just bad timing for me to, to get away from filming but if filming is, is short and it's not too long 
you know, yeah, I try to do it. So, um, have you managed to, you know, if you feel like Arthur, have you managed to uh, find love since your appearance on the show? Or are you still a bachelor? No, the, you know, up until this phone call, I haven't met anybody who just, you know, made me feel the way you make me feel. You've been so nice to me and, and supportive. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. The search continues. Well, uh, and also to the listeners, ladies, you hear, you know, Christian is still single. Um, that's what's up. Um, what other projects? I know you were touching in on, you know, something you were working on at the moment. So what other projects are you involved in this year? That's my big thing, uh, the esports media company, creating content, non-scripted shows, managing talent, whether that's for social media, putting together deals, brand deals, activations for people. Uh, I'm just a, I'm just a really big entrepreneur at heart, so I'm always open to opportunities as long as I can you know it's a good fit and my heart aligns with it. But definitely, um, definitely have my hands full. Okay, so um, what life lesson do you feel like? You know that lesson, that that show. I'm sorry. What life lesson do you feel like the show may have taught you? I think my biggest word and the biggest thing that I hold true is peace. And I think it's a big lesson for me to reiterate to not put so much weight over what people think or have to say about you, and just being comfortable in your own skin and who you are, and and being at peace. You know, and I think that's what kind of the biggest lessons that that have really rocked my world. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, Christian, um, man, you're still you're still a bachelor. That's that's a big topic. Um, you know, you, would you consider doing your own show? You know, would you find you know do something that'll help you find love? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, for me to fall. You know, that's it. Have to be a special kind of show. I, I definitely, I, you know. I need to be, I need to have some creative control over what's going down and, and what's happening, you know, for me, but I'd be open to it. Okay. Well, Christian, um, that's all I have for you tonight. I, I am so happy that you took the time to um, call in and to be on the show tonight. And um, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, looking forward to seeing what new projects you're going to be doing this year. Um, also, hopefully, you know, you know, you find love this year. I hope that happens for you. you know? I'm coming. I'm coming to Alabama. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come down here now. You you might get stuck here, you know, because we we feeding you all this good soul food down here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm what kind of soul food? What do we get? Like collard greens? Like what do we get in? What do we get in? Greens, cornbread. You can have some chicken, some yams, macaroni and cheese. You got, you got, what about gumbo? What about gumbo? What you guys? Oh, we you all know, know about gumbo. Down here, we're we're down here in Mobile, Alabama. You know, so this is where seafood. This is this is the origination. Like we're we're the port city. Everything's fresh. It's oh, good. Fresh. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> So you come down here, you you might get stuck. You go, you might be in the gym a little bit more if you come down here to the south. <laughs> oh man, I'm, you're right. I might not leave. You're right. Yeah, you 
you might definitely leave with your southern woman headed back out to California. <laughs> I think that might I think I think that might be good for me. You know, I think that might be good for me. Get a break from LA and come out there. Oh, man. So what is Christian looking for? When I mean, if you had a show, what would you be looking for in a woman? I want to be part of the, you know, I want to be part of the casting, right? To be able to take the time for the right person. I I need a woman who's been humbled, who's been through through some things in life. Definitely doesn't have a silver spoon. I need a woman who who be my road dog and grind with me through thick and thin, in a sense of of just being there to support and not someone who's too caught up with the Hollywood scene or LA or how many followers you got or how many likes. But like a real woman that will hold it down, but most importantly will be will be the best role model for my daughter, right? Because that's what I think of. I'm looking like long-term, like who would be a good role model for my daughter? Like who'd be a good mom for my, you know, could I, like that's that's a big deal for me, you know? That's the number one priority yeah. for me to be a good father. So that, that those are some big things for me. Okay. And I can definitely relate to that, you know, you know, making sure that you have someone that has a positive image um, for your child and that's not too caught up in the limelight, you know, that's all in the exposure of the media and so forth, someone down to earth. So I definitely can relate to that. So, man, you know, you, you just might run across it. I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta make a trip down to the South. You can run across that. <laughs> But um, again, Christian, really appreciate you being on the show tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And um, can you please tell our listeners how they can keep up with you on social media? Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me. You guys can check me out on Instagram at Christian Bishop and all my platforms, Snapchat, everything's there. So thanks, guys. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and you have a wonderful night, Christian. Hopefully we see you popping up down here in Alabama soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A, All right, Q, you have a good night. All right. See you later. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Oh, man, you just heard uh, an awesome interview with uh, reality TV star Christian Bishop. Ladies, 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 she's still single. Um, man, uh, <laughs> be sure to uh, keep up with Star 100 by following the show. We have a lot more great shows coming up. Um, keep up with me. Follow me on Instagram, Tanisha D. Davis. I have an interview coming up this Friday evening in Atlanta, GA, with uh, artist Sammy. Everyone knows Sammy. So we're going to sign off tonight with a little throwback from Sammy. And once again, thank you for tuning in to Stardom 100. Uh, be sure to also copy a copy of the book uh, for Corey D. Wallace, author Corey D. Wallace of Mobile, Alabama. His book, 90s Baby, is jumping. You definitely need to get a copy of that and keep up with him on social media. And this is your girl, Tanisha Starr Davis. I am signing out for the night. I'm going to sign out with Sammy because I'm about to link up with Sammy this Friday, this Friday in the ATL. So let's throw back with Sammy. Come with me. Thank you all for tuning in to Stardom 100 Radio. And we're out. Thank you.
It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.